Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory of uh, Aziza Abu Hasera Bat Simcha uh, Shalom and Bat Sheva Dahan Bat Sultan Shalom, sponsored by Mayor Tojman. As well, we have a uh, belated uh, breakfast sponsorship from Friday from the, from the Marcus family, Leilui Nishmat, um, Natan, Ben Rachel, and it was, was it also for oh, okay, for and Bezat Hashem Lui Nishama for their father, sponsored by the Marcus family. Rabotai. The Pasuk tells us that as soon as the Beta Mikdash, this mini Beta Mikdash, this Mishkan was set up, so finally all the work that they had done had come to its fruition. The Mizbech is where it needs to be. The, everything is where the walls are where they need to be. Seven days back and forth, they're putting it up and taking it down. And we discussed that in previous parashiyot. But here, finally, it's the eighth day and everything is ready to go. And, it, and I just want to read you the beginning of the parasha because it's a very powerful thing for me. Moshe calls to Aharon, to his sons, and he says to Aharon, I want you to do all these things. Bring all of these korbanot. And he gives him a list of the things that he needs to do. <clears throat> After giving him all the list and all the instructions and everything that he needs to do, Yomer Moshe Aaron. Moshe says to Aaron, Kirav Approach the mizbeach. I want you to now do what it is that I said to you. Now, he's already told him everything he needs to do. What is this extra injunction where Moshe Rabbeinu asks Aaron to approach the Mizbeach? So I want to read you the words of Rashi, and I want to show you something which, again, for me, is very powerful. It's so important, as we keep saying, when a person is learning Torah, to understand that the Torah was not written, and it was not commanded, and it was not given to Moshe and to Aaron. It was given to all of us. And the mitzvot and the commandments that discuss and describe Moshe and Aaron's part to play are also mitzvot and injunctions and commandments and musar for each and every one of us. Listen to the words of <clears throat> Rashi. Kirav Come close to the mizbeach. Shehaya Aaron bosh. Aaron was embarrassed. Viare lageshet. And he was afraid to approach the mizbeach. Why do you think Aaron was afraid? Why do you think he was embarrassed? Egel Azav. In fact, it's one of the first things that we read in the parasha. He says, take for yourself an Egel. And the idea is as a kapara for the Egel that you, that you had a hand in bringing. So here he's bringing an Egel in order to get kapara for the Egel, which caused devastation amongst the Jews. It not only was it devastating with regards to its, uh, the heinous nature of, of, of the crime, it was devastating with regards to the punishment that it inflicted on the Jews. It was devastating with regards to the eternal punishment that it inflicted on the Jews. Our rabbis tell us that when they brought the Egel Azahab, everything that had been done with the Luchot, even the reversal of the, of the very concept of death in the world, they had turned back the clock to previous, to prior, to the moment of the, uh, of, of the, of the sin with uh, Etzadat. So they'd achieved unbelievable levels and everything came crashing down. And now Hashem says to Aaron through Moshe, hey, here's your, here's your, here's your uh, kapara. Bring the Egel. Bring the Egel on the Mizbeach. Aaron is afraid. After all the, command, after all the commands, he's sitting back, he's, he's hanging back, he's hesitant. 
Amar lo Moshe. Listen to these words. Lama atabosh. Why are you embarrassed? Lekach nivcharta. For this, you were chosen. Those words, lekach nivcharta, are tricky. Lekach nivcharta. We have a couple of Israelis here. Avi, could you tell me what does that mean? Lekach nivcharta. You've been chosen. You've been chosen. But what does the word lekach mean? For this, no, with a with a chaf, lekach, with a chaf. For this, you were chosen. What do you mean for this you were chosen? He was chosen because he made the sin. How could that be? That doesn't make sense. But a deeper understanding, a closer look, would be that Moshe was saying, Lama atavosh, why are you embarrassed? It is because of this, not because of the egel, but because you are bosh, that you were nifchata. Now that's an ironic statement if ever there was one. Why are you embarrassed? It's because you were embarrassed that you were chosen. So don't ask me why I'm embarrassed if that's the reason why you're choosing me. The point that Moshe is trying to communicate to him is that there are stages in the way a person feels or should feel after they've done something wrong. The first stage is not to deny or to push away those feelings. When someone does something wrong, you ever see a teenager, you tell a teenager they've done something wrong, what's their first reaction? It's your fault. It's your fault. Or they tell you, what do you want from me? You know, you can't control every element of my life. They do everything they can to displace the blame, the finger, from pointing at them. But sometimes as adults, we also act like that child inside where it hurts to admit that we've done something wrong. So we push everything away so as not to feel that bushah, the shame of knowing that we've done something wrong. Aaron felt embarrassed. And Moshe said, great that you feel embarrassed. It's wonderful that you feel that you've done something wrong and you're taking ownership by feeling that that does not befit someone of your stature. But now, now it's time to come bring the Qurban. Moshe is not asking, Lama at-tabush, why have you felt feelings of shame or embarrassment ever? He's asking, why are you letting that stop you from approach the Mizbeach? It is only because as a leader, someone is capable of owning their mistakes and moving forward, that this is why you were chosen for this job. Rabotai, Aharon's job was to bring this, these korbanot and the mizbech, was to be the Kohen Gadol. But each and every one of us, our job is the job that lies in front of us. Our job is to be the husband or the father or the leader or the boss that we need to be. And in every scenario, when a person has done something wrong, and they shirk from their responsibilities because they're a little bit embarrassed to show their face or to do this. They need someone like Moshe to grab them by the shoulders and say, it's okay. If you think you're never going to make a mistake, then you can never be an effective parent. Because you know what happens? In the same way that the child tries to displace the blame, when the parent has done a good job of bad parenting, instead of owning the fact they parent it in an incorrect way. What do they do? They tell the child, you really know how to push my buttons. What are you for? What are you, a toy? That when you push the button, the, the jack in the box pops out and as if the jack has no option and no free will and no decision and no responsibility for the fact they lost their temper, flew off the handle, became emotionally abusive. Right, what are you, you pushed my buttons. What are you, a toy, a child? You're an adult, you're the parent. You know how powerful it is for a parent to come and apologize to their child. 
למה אתה בוש? Come to the Mizbeach. Do your job. לכך נבחרת. You were chosen to be a parent. There are people who don't merit to have children. You were chosen in this life to do the job that you were given because you know and you can understand that when you make mistakes, that it's time to stand up, to own them, to feel that sense of I can do better than this. I'm stronger than this. But you know what's interesting to me? Rashi uses two adjectives in describing how Aharon is feeling. But Moshe only addresses one of them. It says that, was, that, Moshe, that Aharon was bosh, he was embarrassed, and afraid. Moshe says, why are you embarrassed? How come Moshe doesn't address his fear? And there's a fundamental lesson over here. The fear that people fear always. Where is it based when someone's afraid of something? Those feelings of fear, of hesitation, are not actually their own feelings. They are always based on and reliant on and supported by something else. So if a person is afraid of commitment, it's not commitment per se that they're afraid of. <clears throat> what they're afraid of is some other feeling. Maybe they feel that they're inadequate or they won't be able to fulfill that commitment. Or maybe they're not sure about the other person's loyalty. No one is afraid of commitment in a vacuum. You're not afraid of commitment per se. You're afraid of commitment to this. I'm afraid of committing to you either because of an inadequacy on my part or on your part. Moshe Rabbeinu understands that when people are afraid, it's because of the other things. So if you look at the order, it says Aaron was bosh. And because he was embarrassed, he was afraid to take the next step. Rabbi when we talk and we give these messages to leaders, it is important that that message doesn't end with leaders. It is important that we understand how to be able to transfer that concept to us as well. I want to tell you, the healthiest people I have ever met in my life are people who are capable of laughing at their mistakes, at poking fun at themselves. And not the ones that do it too quickly, because that's also a defense mechanism. The opposite. Bosh, Moshe says. Have the, go ahead, no problem. Feel the embarrassment. But now when it's time to move on, to be able to rise above it, to admit it, to understand it, to own it, to recognize that there's not a single soul that walks the earth and tzaddik ba'aretz. There's not a single tzaddik that lives in this world that does good and doesn't sin. And I once heard an unbelievable diuk. The pasuk doesn't just say, even though it's often quoted this way, that's not the whole pasuk. In the pasuk it says, there's no sadiq ba'aretz that does good and doesn't sin. You know why? You want to be a perfect sadiq that never sins, no problem. Lock yourself in a jail, chain your hands to the wall, and you won't do anything bad. But if you want to do good, if you want to engage in the world, if you want to talk to people, if you want to help people, are there not times when what you're trying to do to help might hurt somebody? It might be the case. Are there not times when you're engaging with people and trying to help the second party that God forbid you might engage in Lashon Hara? Of course, that's the, that's the reality. If you're trying to do good, you're going to make, you're going to miss the mark here or there. But lekach nivcharta, that's why God chose you for the job that you were chosen for. To make your mistakes, to stand up again, to understand that there's no fear in stepping forward so long as a person is willing to own 
and to be able to apologize and, and move forward in the proper way. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. 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 Amen.